Welcome to our Pnimi. This is Saratova Beth. We are in Parsha Shlach, and we're looking at a revolution that, that the Lubavitcher Rebbe has created in, this, in, in, in our attitude towards what everything's all about. When in our whole Avaida, in other words, we're doing one thing now. We're only doing one thing in life. We're entering the land of Israel and conquering it. We're essentially Master Eretz Israel. We're entering Geula and entering the world making the whole place into Eretz Yisrael so that we, as a part of the entering into the Gula Mises Veshlema. That's basically what we're here to do. It doesn't look like it, but that's the main shlichus of every single Yid at this point. So, and it's all focused around Kayach Sivan, 1941, um, when the Rebbe came to America, and a revolution began. Because, the, in a sense, or 1951, the Darash Shvi began... We're talking about a revolution. If we go back a hundred years, the way we thought was different and it was supposed to be different, um, we certainly couldn't think as big as we can now, not because of technology. Of course, technology comes along. When Tyra Paskins, it's time for a revolution, then technology will come along and it will assist that revolution. So, we could say that that revolution began with the coming of Yidden and, you know, the coming of the Nasi Adar to America, which means that the, that in 1941, obviously we know, the Torah Center moved from Europe to America uh, for not very pleasant reasons, for horrific reasons, for reasons that came Mila Mila, that Hashem chose that it was going to move from, the source of influence was going to move from in the upper half of the globe, where Tyra was always near Matan Tyra, where Tyra was proliferated for 3,000 years. And Tyra, the center of Tyra was going to move to America for a whole lot of reasons, Baruchnius. And unfortunately, there were some very practical reasons why everything moved over here, right? With the Holocaust, Hayalatia, etc. But so at the same time, we're looking at a revolution in, in, in the way we do everything. And as they say, technology just comes along when Tyra Paskins, technology comes along to just um, make, make that more feasible. We don't do things because of technology. Technology does things because of us. Because of Tyra. So here we're up to the point, we're talking about the, the Miragin, the men that Maishra Benu sent versus those that Yeshua sent. And one of the things is, here's a revolution. It says, Rashi says, Rashi says about the Marazim, whom we tend to not have such a good opinion about, At that hour, they were kasha. Ksherim, not tzaddikim. Rashi doesn't say they were tzaddikim, they were ksherims. There was something about, and as we see before in the Sikha, that really ultimately... We went into Eretz Yisrael, the Chafetz Gadol, with great, with great joy, but it took some time. The Moroccans, so to speak, came back and they said, it's actually a land of milk and honey, and these are its fruits, which that was good news. Had they not added the words, we'll never be able to do it, we would have gone in and everything would have been different. But when somebody says, says something positive, you can't 
take that away and say, well, they didn't do anything good. They said what they needed to say. This is a land, we saw the land, and it's a land of milk and honey, and these are its fruits. They did what they needed to do. Mission accomplished. They gave a good report. They were sent to come back with a good report about Eretz Yisrael, about Eretz Canaan. And they did come back with that good report. And then something else happened after that. <clears throat> but you cannot take away from them that good report. And when it comes to, in our own lives, psychologically, you know, sometimes we're left with the taste of the last thing that a person did or said. You know, there can be a child who's 19 and we're not happy with whatever, how they're living their lives at that moment. But when they were nine, we were very happy. And we can't, we're, we, we can't allow ourselves the lofty luxury of judging them according to the way they are at 19. Because they're much more than that. They're not just, okay, that difficult person at age 19. They were sweet and tmimistic and beautiful at age 9. And when we focus on that, not in a way, oh, it's so terrible, we are. but when we focus on that, we bring it out in them. That is also who they are. So, these miraculous that we speak so harshly about, Rashi says, who are they? They were kosher. So what does kosher mean? Kosher is reshetev, meaning when you go into war and you get a lot of booty. Shalor, shalor, the booty, the spoils of war, something that belonged to the enemy. And in, the, in, in peace, you're not allowed to just take somebody else's stuff. But in the times of war, the rules are, whatever you take, you take, and it's yours. So obviously, we're just going to look at this idea of kosher, kosher, kosher. So shalom means this, this spoils of war that you took from the enemy. It belonged to them, didn't belong to you, you took it in war. For instance, well, Eretz Canaan really, Eretz Yisrael always belonged to us, but temporarily it was given to the enemy. So it's not, but, but one is, it's not quite, you know, it was theirs and we took it, it was really ours. But it required a process of taking it back from them. They were given it to keep for some amount of time for different reasons that Hashem chose. So in war, you're allowed to take it. Now, also, shalom is beauty, is booty. Kemite shalom in a way of Messiah, meaning what you got from war is completely incomparable to how much effort you put in. You did a two-day war, and you got the whole country of France, let's say. You know, how did that happen? You know, Lahab built a six-day war, and what we, what we achieved, because it was not us in the six-day war. Six days to free the Kaisal, etc., and free Jerusalem. How does that happen? You get infinitely more than you worked for. That's the idea of mighty. It's a material. Oh, my goodness, where did this come from? And Rav means a lot, way more than is possible. Rav damitis v'shlemus. So this is the idea, that they were sent, these men, because it says, Meishar Benu sent Anashim, he sent men to, to circle, to tour the land. In other words, 
just like the beginning and conquering of a land, when we're, when we're there, when we're conquering Eretz Yisrael, in order to go with great joy, there are things we have to do. We have to be Mavara the Tafton. We have to purify the lowest world. Eretz Kanan was the seediest, grossest place. I can't remember which one was worse. Eretz Mitzrayim or Eretz Kanan. They each had their awful, Baruchnius, real awfulness. Eretz Kanan was a very, very depraved place. And Eretz Eretz Mitzrayim was a very depraved place. So you don't just take it and, you know, sit down. Okay, now it's ours. There's work to do. There's Bira Hatasim. There's purifying of it. How do you do it? Same thing now. Our Avaita since then is just a continuation of that. The whole world is now Eretz Kanan. And it really is. It's about as, we hope this is about as low as it can go. But it's pretty Kanan-ish. Let's just say in Eretz Kanan they did a very weird, very, very ugly, weird, immoral, depraved things. And they called it normal. You know, offering their children to Milech, the god of Milech, and all, all, all kinds of yucky things. Ah, Sounds, well, actually, sounds so familiar now, actually. That's what they're doing, targeting the children to, you know, confuse them about which gender they are, etc., etc. Plus, plus. That's just the beginning. So here we are in Eretz Kanan. And in order to turn the whole world of Eretz Kanan now, and in order to turn this whole world of Eretz Kanan into Eretz Yisrael, which is a holy land, the ultimate Eretz Yisrael, it requires a lot of work. A war. It doesn't have to be a physical war. A Rukhni war. The beer of the Tassin. How do you do it? In a way of Kamaita Shalo Rav. Rasha Tevis Kasha. That's the whole Avaida of conquering and settling the land in order to be involved in the purifying of, the, of this very low land. This very low world that has to be purified. We have to go in, settle it, conquer it, and settle it. We can't just sit on Mars and 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 not deal with it. Our job is to go into this world and be part of it. And we see Hashem is telling us that. The majority, outside of Eretz Yisrael, the majority of Gittin in the entire world live in New York. New York is one of the most baruchnias, you know, it's it's the the values of the average average New Yorker, especially if you look at the chevra who look in who live in Brooklyn, other than us, other than you, the chevra who the hipsters who recently over the past five years have moved in and taken over Brooklyn, taken over let's say what we feel is our place. They have about the worst hushkafas. You know, go try find find one of them that doesn't have orange, blue, pink hair, and you can't figure out. Hello, sir, Mrs. Miss, uh, excuse me. This is the seat in New York State, in New York City. This is the seat of liberal, woke, far left, radical left, Michigana, Hasagas culture, ideas, and ways of acting that never was before. 
this is a real Eretz And here we are. The majority of Yidden in the world are here, integrated right in the center with this woke, radical left culture right here on the same street as us. Why did Hashem send them here? We were here sitting quietly. We had other people to contend with in Brooklyn. Why did Hashem take young people from all over America and bring them to sit here with us in Brooklyn, where most, where the majority of Yidden in the world live, other than Aristotle? Here, Hatakton, to purify this Eretz Canaan. We're here with them at the same time. Like, we were sent to be there in Mitzrayim with them at that time. They were also the most depraved world, depraved people in Mitzrayim. And Hashem said, I'm going to send you there, Dafka. So, um, and what happens when we do this, Avaida? That creates the true Indian of Kamoite Shalorav, we turn darkness to light. That the light of Hashem are in the place of the greatest darkness um, and the Sitra Afra of Ailam Hazeh, Kula is turned, is transformed by us, into Yisrana Armina Chasha. The darkness was found within the light and the advantage of darkness that's found within the light. So, to end off here, what is this idea of this revolution of Kashub? We look at people and we say, oh, look at them, they're so disgusting, the way they're acting, the way they're being. But really they began everybody and the, one of the revolutions we're talking about of this generation is the ability to see a person as he is in truth not as he's acting now as he's as he is in truth and there were moments in his life when he was very small you saw that you saw the truth of him and that is who he really is and we're not going to say ultimately he'll come back to that truth he'll go forward to that truth. Because that is, you know, as they say in the world, speak your truth. That is the truth of who a yid is. But there's an avaida to do. And everybody has their, you know, their journey. Everybody has an avaida in this generation. People have very complex avaidas. And we say, why can't you just do things in the simple, plain way? You know, and I would say many balichuva heard that question from their parents, you know, why do you have to go accepting? We wrote, we raised you to be a certain way in Yiddishkeit, which was the more secular way. And why do you have to accept things? Why can't you just do things, just become a doctor or a dentist and, and et cetera, just do things the, the secular Jewish way? And why do you have to accept things? Because, and why did they? Because every Yid has their avaida. Why Hashem sent them to that family to be brought up secular and then discover the truth of Yiddishkeit? Every Yid has their Avaida and it's often not a simple Avaida. In this generation, these are not simple Avaidas. And everybody is on the way to becoming that leader in Yemaisa Mashiach. 
And the truth of every yid is ba'isasha kesherim hayu. This is what Rashi says. Those miraglims that we say, ah, look what they did. Ba'isasha kesherim hayu. Because the, the, the avaita that they had to do is kemaita shalorav. Kasher, kemaita shalorav. Go into the world, a very difficult, dark world, and, and, and purify that world and turn it from Canaan to Eretz And that's why I said, here we are living in Brooklyn, and Hashem brought Eretz Canaan to us. It, those kind of radical left with the Meshuggah and Hashkafa people, they lived in California, they lived all, and different places like that. Hashem brings them to us, all these Yidden, from Yidden living in Brooklyn, and Hashem just brings them in, like from the sea, you know, blows them in, and they all settle on our block, these hipsters, with, you know, one day he's Mr., one day he's Mrs., v'chulu v'chulu. And our Avaida, it was brought to our doorstep. We didn't go to look for it. Our Avaida is Kemaita Shalorav to go into, to purify the lowest of the low. We happen to right now live in the lowest of the low. Isn't that interesting? To purify, to, to take the spoils of war, to, it's, it's a spiritual war. We have to do it right. We have to do it right. You have to be very, you know, know how to do it right and do it respectfully and all of that. But we are there to turn America, which became Eretz Canaan. America was once on the way to be, it was okay. Now it's Eretz Canaan. You know, we don't have to travel to Eretz Canaan to turn it Eretz Israel. It came to us. We live now in Eretz Canaan. And now our Avaita, as we are going to go into Yemaisa Mashiach, is to turn Eretz Canaan into Eretz Israel. That's the only Avaita we've ever had. Nothing changed. It's just more complex now and more, you know, colorful. Red hair, blue hair, orange hair, green hair, etc., etc. Striped. Etc. Our Avaita is more colorful, and it's difficult. say we will take out, we are taking out, shallow, the, the spoils of war, the light within the darkness, in a very profound way, because that light, the light of Mashiach, is hiding in the darkness. So may we find ourselves already at the conclusion of that war and know that every Yid is he has an Avaida. Believe in him as he is in truth. And you will see that he will move forward more quickly to his full truth leadership in a way that he will like it, you will like it, Hashem will like it, everyone will like it, and he will transform the world in a most profound way and bring all the spoils of war, the Yisrael army and the and may we find ourselves in that moment in the base of the Shashlishi, Gula Mitzvah Shleiman, immediately now.